record, right? Cheers. That was not satisfying. Let's do it again. Cheers. Wow. That was better. Uh, episode two of season two. Two uh, for two. Two for two of uh, Off the Record with Nick and Trey. We're here in the studio preparing to uh, finalize the last bits on our new album. We're so excited. Um, and last week, if you listened in, we talked about digital virtual worlds. <laughs> virtual worlds. Uh, and Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland with Star Wars themed m- magical moments. And uh, yeah. Yeah, experience. We, yeah, we got a little bit into the concepts of uh, creating experiences and experiencing your uh, experiencing other people experience your creation. Yeah, meta. which is kind of meta and cool. Um, yeah, I like that conversation. I like where that went. We did not know where that was going, and it went all over the place and then it all came back around as it often does there was a little bit of Jar Jar hate in there which just enough you know I didn't expect that but it definitely came out (laughs) it always does anytime Um, Star Wars is involved you never forget no how you've been burned (laughs) yeah me so regretful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so over the past week um I had some big stuff happen on last Wednesday, a week ago today, or yesterday, I guess. I don't know what day it is. I flew out to Aspen, Colorado to trek up the mountains into uh, into Aspen yeah, from Denver. And we went to the Aspen Food and Wine Show. Yeah. And it was the Aspen Food and Wine uh was it classic is what it's called Aspen Food and Wine Classic it's a crazy thing because the that whole event is kind of put on by the Food and Wine magazine to celebrate their top people kind of they're a lot of advertisement advertisers mm-hmm. but also like hype really top talent in in the industry uh, and we got up there and we didn't really know what we were doing I was up there for Groon Chocolate the CBD line and I was there to kind of capture photography and videography of the them at the event because this was the first time they had ever let any CBD brands come to the event yeah. and show there, I guess. And it was kind of nuts. Like, I ended up basically bartending for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drinks. Oh, my gosh. And so what's cool is that the drinks we served there were these CBD mocktails that um, Naomi, my wife, designed for me to f- to do a photo shoot around for a magazine ad that we did, and then we ended up using those mocktails to actually serve, which was cool. Wow! So we cool. made these big carafe things and put like rhubarb and blackberries or more marionberries in them. It was cool, and it looked like the ad, which was, and then we had those card, the little cards with each drink, and the ingredients on the thing and then on the table and then we had a bunch of chocolate and people freaking loved it um the most interesting the whole event was really cool i'm really positive it was one of the more positive events i've ever heard of the the response the reaction was 
so supportive direction to your brand or just to in our general brand. to the whole well to our brand was really positive and the the weirdest part about the whole thing was that um, events are really tricky any event we've been to even shows shows are the exact same way there's yeah. a team that's doing the show there's a team that's doing the drinks like or the bar yeah. there's always the teams that are doing their thing uh, and not only are most event places or shows or even some festivals, like there's just people who are just not that pleasant. Yeah. They're just kind of, they seem like they've got to stick up their ass the entire time. Yeah. And you don't know why. Like sound, sound guys sometimes are like that. Yeah. They have probably have good reason to. Yeah. Well, like they probably deal with a lot of bullshit. You totally. From both ends, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But the, but at this event, there was a weird, it was very odd that we, we saw no negativity at all. It was completely positive people working their asses off to make something positive. Wow. Which was really jarring because we work so hard to do something cool and like special that usually there's, there's just always a troll. There's trolls and haters somewhere. And, and we... Or even just grumpy people yeah. because of crowds. That's just something that naturally happens in a crowd. It's like people get grumpy and angry and hangry. Yeah, it, and, and we didn't see that. The people that were, like, volunteers there that were helping support every booth were super excited to be there, and they were so happy to get to help, and they were, like, overwhelmingly helpful, which is also kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're like, yeah, if you need anything, let me know. Then you never see that person anymore at some <laughs> events. You know, you're like, where did they just yeah, left? It was like, where is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're fine. I do need help. <laughs> These people, there was like dozens of people for a a tent full of maybe like fifty booths. Yeah. Which is like that's a high ratio of like helper to worker. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It was really cool, but it, but it got me thinking that some of the chefs and the wines and the food there were some of the best literally the best in the world there was there was multiple countries like it wasn't yeah. just the US wow. and I'm curious I started thinking about it. I'm curious if there's a correlation between um, reaching the pinnacle of your industry and and giving up the concept of competition like I don't know maybe that sounds that sounds ridiculous it's like Think about somebody at the top of their game, like like Elon Musk. Yeah. I don't know if he's made actually the best cars, but he is so high up there that he's not he doesn't care about the competition. Well, he's so non competitive that he's literally open sourcing his designs to other manufacturers because he wants to compete with people. <laughs> totally. <laughs> he well, he believes in the vision of 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 the the end goal, which is to have you know more sustainable uh, transportation or whatever. But also, I've I mean I've read interviews with him talking about the reason why he did that, and he's just like, I just want everybody to be using this technology. Yeah. And like, I I welcome the competition because that means it's better for everybody. Yeah. So. Which is a super. That's a good example. Way. That's a decent example of somebody that wants good gets to the to that level of exposure mm-hmm. and seemingly is still positive uh, maybe 
uh, another one like a, a musician like Jay Z. Do you think yeah. Jay Z is worried or or concerned about who, if if more people like him than Kanye or or some uh, some other industry some other uh, genre or up and comers or whatever? Yeah, like, like do you think he's concerned about that? There's because yeah. I think that there's a point where the 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 main group of people that are consuming or 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 participating in any anything like whether it's creating food creating music maybe it's just creators maybe it's yeah. everybody i don't know but there's a point where all of them are rising to the top of their game and then they're not they're not they're just confident in who they are mm-hmm. enough to to become true leaders in the industry yeah. that have no yeah, well, they, pro- well okay. they probably get a lot of positive input. That's one of the problems with being like sort of a DIY type group like us or like creators that are just kind of like not, I don't know. We, <clears throat> I feel like I, at least, when I get positive input from, from other people uh, on, on the work that I'm doing, it like kind of drives me forward a little bit. It makes me more confident to make the, make, quicker decisions and like not <clears throat> stress so much about the outcome mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, I kind of know what I'm doing, even though I, I literally just learned what I'm doing, Yeah, you know? And it's kind of, that's kind of like what it's like with our music where it's like, we're getting to, like, we've got, we've gotten to a point. We're not getting to a point, but we've gotten to a point where we can make something and it's pretty good when we make it, but, you know, we make it better, but we have, we have a little bit of confidence in our in our ability to make things, which we didn't have before because before we were just trying to figure it out. But now we, we kind of have figured it out and we know what we want and we kind of have the skill to do what well, we want. Then that's, for us, that's where we, the gap we've been trying to close. Yes. So, yeah. So I, but, I feel, you, but by positive input for those big people, do you, do you feel like... Well, I, I feel like they're at another level of, like they get so much positive input because they have the, the numbers to back it up they get interviewed, they get, you know, they're on TV, they're like... But the element that I feel like is is missing is where is... There's an... I think that there's an ego-less or minimal ego quality of being at the top in in some places that where it's not even about... It's not a, like if somebody hypes up Kanye. Kanye is the most hyped man ever. yeah. And like, I, he has a big ego, huge ego. So, but but um, other people seemingly have, it's less about the ego and more about the yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I I I understand what you're saying completely. Or, or another example that I had in my head was, um, the top orchestral composers or even directors, in the, in the world, they I don't think they're concerned. At almost at all about other composers being as good as them. They're they're not driven by that. They're and they I don't think that they would you know like they're invested in the creation, not in the attention that comes from the creation. Like you're talking about a composer, like a like a big name composer is probably not super well known by like the the mass of mass of people in pop culture or whatever sure but they're i mean they are well known obviously because they're extraordinary but it's it 
it seems like at that level you've you're probably still influenced by like egotistical motives to some extent but at it seems like people who are masters of their art care more about their the quality of their art than they do about their success from it you know what i mean sure well cuz they've already reached success yeah so it's almost like the the ego is satiated and now it's all about the creation itself mm-hmm. or or it's all about um sustaining the masterful skill of make doing whatever it is that you're doing yeah to be and to be really honest at the the aspen food and wine classic the i'm not <clears throat> i'm not in any way saying that the top chefs or top the most famous people in the room didn't mm-hmm. seem a little full of themselves they did but there was no there was no weird like better than you type of thing because every i felt like everyone in the room is there if you're at the aspen food and wine show that that or classic whatever it's called that that's one of the places people just want to get to yeah and like that is that is a, a, a maybe a plateau that is so high that once you get there it's like well we're all here it's like you 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 got in the club. Don't kind of. It, it <laughs> and kind now of, we don't have to worry about all of yeah, all of this weird social bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Because you're all part of the club. And that's kind of how it feels like for like Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Once you get the certain height uh, in in culture, it's like you you hit that flat pla- that plateau of of excellence. Yeah. And then you're all kind of just sitting there. It's like well, there's no reason to to poke at each other. It's like we might as well just focus. Yeah. And, and be great yeah yeah and i like i kind of want to go back to this but i feel like the level of positive input you get from being at that kind of level it sort of diffuses any sort of um paranoia or uh i guess self-consciousness because it's like you've (laughs) like you've reached max um positive input like you're you're successful and people know what you do and appreciate the quality of what you do so much so that it's like okay that doesn't even give me Mm. that doesn't even do it for me anymore now i just want to like i am one of the best and i'm confident in my creations now i just want to explore this the scales the scales no longer teetering at that point the scales are set yeah and I think that you you might be right that like the backlash and weird cultural awkwardness of ego in competition in yeah of ego in competition then is is all because we're all so self so fucking self conscious yeah people don't overcompensate their ego unless they are literally teetering paper wafer thin confidence inside yeah. And that's why Kanye seems so weird. There's something going on with him where he's not fulfilled for some reason. Well, I just, I, th- I, I just think that he I, I don't I have no idea, but I think that he somewhere in him there's a goal that is he has not reached. He wants to be Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> he's got his church now. <laughs> yeah, he, he's getting there. He's on his way. Um, but yeah, like. That it is that is weird, and it, like it is interesting to think about that. At the same time, though, like I don't feel like 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't like we're at our level, right? And we're pretty good, but I don't feel like we're struggling with competition. But like, I, I, by competition, I I mean only social mostly. Because okay. when it comes to when it get when you get down to brass tacks and you're doing the thing, that's when it, that's the only place it matters. Yeah. But but the, you don't feel awkwardness during that period if you're if you're you've practiced and you're good. Yeah. If you're good enough for for to do whatever you're trying to do, if you play a show, perform a performance of any kind, or cook a meal in front of celebrity chefs or celebrity who it doesn't matter. Once you're doing it. That's never where you, there's weird awkwardness. It's always in the social bit. When you're out yeah. at a mixer, we went to this opening thing mixer, and it was just kind of like all these weird people, and it's like, do you actually mix and yeah. talk at these things? And the, and everybody's dressed. There's like all the people who dress way over the top. It's like a lot of affluent individuals that are there because the whole thing's very, it's not cheap. To yeah. go to this thing, and um, and that's where it's weird. It's it's weird when you're walking down the street and you see Kong, Kanye and his crew, and you want to say hi, they ignore you. You feel like an idiot, and you feel small. That's the awkward part. Yeah. But if if you saw, I, I have no idea if Hans Zimmer would ever say hi to anybody. But like, if you could could just say hi, and you know, or or any anybody yeah. like. What's his name? Uh, ha, ha, has Haas, whatever the guy, the director of that movie that we talked about oh, last yeah, yeah. season. Yeah, like we re- I tagged him and all this stuff on Twitter. He reached out, and it's like he's not the top of the cinema um, well, he's industry, got, yeah. but he's getting there. He has a film on Netflix, which is something. He, I think like he has multiple that, films yeah, now, and he yeah, just totally. started. A, he's doing a, that some Disney Channel. Thing where the, the car yeah. is alive. So he's he's in, he's. I'd say he's he's in the top of an industry. He's, like, he is higher than most could ever get. Yeah, and he is all self-powered. He yeah. does everything himself. He's in the club. That's what I would say, because he's he has the connections to get his films so, into so, areas where people watch them and then do podcasts about them. It, <laughs> People like us do podcasts about them. Yeah, we're, so, exce- we're so, kind of an exception, guess, though. We're fucking I, nerds. I but. guess it's not <clears throat> the hard part about anything social. Like, it, it's also subjective, and I think that the it's the way they make you feel. Yeah. So here's a question: What would you compare your experience at the wine, whatever classic, to, where you felt it was a different vibe? Like what? What are you comparing it to? I mean, we've played a lot of shows. Yeah, and a lot of the shows until the show starts, just even the communication with other bands is kind of uh, you don't hi, and they're we're all kind of doing our thing. Yeah. But it's like, particularly if you open for somebody who's kind of known, it's yeah. very depressing because well, you're like, oh, I like this band. We're opening for them. We're really excited, and then they're. They're super standoffish. Yeah, they don't talk to you. They stay in their van or their bus. Yeah, and, and like, it's just they, kind of they might give you a shout out during their set, and they'll say your name wrong. Say your name because wrong. You because they didn't actually talk to you at all. And that's and that's okay, but um, but that about. type of awkward. It's it, or it's like going to a party, a, a high school party, and you're not the cool kid. 
But yeah. and everybody acts like you're an idiot. But in, then when you grow up, you're like you're all idiots. You're all idiots. <laughs> yeah. But I was but the only this, smart one. This felt like like once we, when we were talking to people, it felt like a community. It did. It felt like a community that that existed, but. But you just show up and the community is existing before you even get there. It's like you've already been vetted in your own community that you didn't know you were a part of until you were there. Yeah. Which is really comforting and very bizarre. Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like there's a lot of factors that would maybe play into that, though. Like, I mean, you guys had a booth set up and you looked somewhat professional right yeah and we had I mean we had a line of people the entire time yeah and uh, I don't know you're providing a service for people there um, but you're also like promoting your brand I I feel like maybe there's like a level of professionalism that you that you represented sure that maybe squashed some of the arrogance that would maybe maybe have happened maybe and we were what's cool about the whole thing i kind of digress on all this it's it's there's something in it and i think i'm almost onto it but um to be kind of honest about the experience we showed up we were not food we were not really the food that's there nor Mm -hmm. the wine that's there we were doing something completely different that was completely new this year so it's kind of that makes it special and there and i Found out later there was a novelty snack. A little bit. (laughs) And so there was one other vendor that was doing CBD, but and I uh, salute them because I hope they did as well as we did. What were they called? They were called, I'm not going to, no. Okay. Um, But their target audience is not you, whoever's listening. Their target audience is the people that have the American Express black card. They want to target the people who have the the Mercedes or, or so it's like a, it's like special special edition Mercedes that gets you into weird private events that type of stuff. Yeah, they want that, but they they want the bougie, and and their products are look fine. Yeah, but that is exactly the type of target when you choose a target demographic like that, mm-hmm. you've ostracized every, everyone but. The 1%. Yeah. What What the fuck are you doing? And good for them. Good on yeah. them. Because... The, you, can, you can make a lot more money going after the normies. I'm just well, saying. Well, and it's not, even about, it's not even about money at that point. It's like do you, the community. It's the way you feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. want to be around people that make me feel like I'm supposed to be there. And just... I didn't even meet them. We didn't even see them. And I hope that they did the best again at the event. But, but that mentality is rotten and that mentality is not going to succeed because why the hell i don't want to be a part of something that that you'll find out they pub they publicly said that that's their demographic in an article in forbes that's that was so posted tacky. on monday that's, that's so funny because it's that's like really classless it but it, it, they're like it's their high class like classless class, yeah and that that's it's like a fucking oxymoron it's like you're so unclassy with your with your strive to be classy because you're you're completely shitting on anybody like who would consider you and a lot of the high-end chefs are not they don't come from affluent backgrounds Mm -hmm. and so it's it's kind of distasteful to me um 
Well, I mean, but, that's, but so that's, aside aside from the CBD, uh, the CBD element is really special. The way we present ourselves and connect with everybody was really special, and we also dressed in our chef coats, yeah. so, like fitted chef coats the whole time, and like so. We were the new kid on the block that also l- looked more dressed, more dressed up than everyone, yeah. but was also friendlier and or friendly so to everyone. Chill. So, so, like, it makes sense that people were stoked to get to hang out with us. Yeah. Um, well, you make yourself approachable, but you also don't take shit and you do your job. Yeah. Like, like we're. It's like yeah, we we're very serious about what we do, but we're also very serious about being stoked to hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that type of attitude is like, that's what I look for in anything, pretty much. Like, I don't want to hang out with, or like, I don't want to be around people who, whose heads are too big. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, we we've, if if I if I was there and I like whatever, if I was one of the people there, and like, I go to a booth where people are just sto- stoked that I'm participating in their creation or whatever. That's what it's all about, man. Like people should be stoked about their creation and it should be stoked to share it with you and be stoked to have you be stoked about it. And I think that that, this is, this is it. This is, it's coming around to it that we as creators of music or video or photography or any, or design or, or web experiences or whatever the hell you have an opportunity to share something that, is incredible and we we encourage you to yeah. push yourself until it is incredible but the creation is only half of it the creation is what they see you need to invest in what they fucking feel yeah and you are part of what they feel yeah the the, the experience alone will make them feel something but if you are a shithole at the end of the night or at the end of whatever it's like it'll taint the entire experience with your shitty personality. Yeah. And so like, because it becomes that now where it's like, Oh, I met my favorite band, but they were kind of dicks. So I hate them now, which is like, not uncommon not at, at all. all. Not at all. And, and, and as, as musicians, music, musicianship as a profession or as a pastime is almost exactly like, any other type of creation because you're working to to encourage people to be stoked about what you're doing so they want your album so they want to participate and if you fuck it up at the end by being a douchebag because you feel uncomfortable because that's sometimes how it is then you're ruining your investment in yourself and no one else will want to invest if you've created something great you are now a representative for that creation you are the ambassador to your creation. So if you are not representing your work appropriately, your work is worthless. Well, and because people associate your work with you. Yes. So if you're not representing the the grand idea of what you've created in a way that people can connect with, they don't connect with it and you lose the experience. Totally. I said experience again. We're, I said we're, experience we're trying like cut, we're trying a to cut billion down. times on the last episode. I am aware of it, and I'm sorry. And I just said it again, and I won't say it again for the rest but of the But if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Count them up. And if you can guess, if you can tell us how many times we together say experience, um, we'll send you something. I'll yes. get a number. And if you yes, guess you that number, or, or if you, you count, count that, that number. number and you get it right, 
We'll send you uh, something a, special. A balloon filled with something, a, a salty surprise. <laughs> Some, something creamy. Uh, I think that that's, that's it. That's the thing is that, yeah. is that uh, it's like, I, I didn't mention this at the Aspen event, but half of the event's incredible kind of uh, energy was not even from anybody pre- presenting or, or creating anything there. Half yeah. of the positive energy was literally from the security. The security guards, which we became really good friends with, they were all shipped in from like all over the country because it's such a big event. And, and like even they were re- representing their craft with like super positivity and charisma and kind of, I don't know, like confidence. And, yeah. and that, and th- so think about this is that you can be working at your Taco Bell job. I'll come and see you. Tell me where you're working. We are there every some. time. Don't we, tell, don't no, tell no. them all of them. Jesus. Uh, we, well, we come we to talk about often. once, everyone in every once in a while, like every week, every couple like of days. three times a week. But like even to talk about, you can be positive, charismatic, and confident, and you will make you will you this you will outshine the establishment. And people like us who are addicted to simple things at Taco Bell will come there and you will be the thing we think about when we're going back. And that is a legacy you want to live, leave on the world is that you want your, it's not even you, it's about, it's about your energy. You want that to be an echo that is affecting levels beyond yourself. Yeah, and, you're, and creators are the same way. Creators have more power because people are consuming. I'm not consuming the Taco Bell servers or the the whatever. You're consuming the burrito. I'm consuming the burrito. Consuming the burrito that I don't know who made, um, if even a human made it. Yeah, if a robot. And even, and even then, you. I mean, if the person at the window handed it to you, they may not have not even. But made that, it. but that person is the most important person. Yeah. The person at the window is the person that that leaves a mark on the people. Yeah. That are driving through in shame, trying not to go in because you need to get in Unless and out. Unless the burrito is made poorly, and then the burrito leaves the last impression. That we're just like some asshole put too many onions on my burrito. Mm-hmm. Not that that happens often. Um, there's something interesting about being the representative of your creation. Because there's a lot of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it's like spiritual doctrine or, or whatever, but there, I, I've, I've heard about and read about um, people who believe that when you have a groundbreaking idea or you have a spark of creativity, there's people who talk about how that, like, it, it almost comes from a different place where you 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 create it and you you put it down on something and the idea is so big and so interesting that it's almost like you look at it and you're like how did I, how did i even think about this i've had that experience with some of the stuff that we've made where it's just like this is so beyond what i thought was possible for us to do that i'm surprised that we came up with it and there's something weird about that where it's like is that even coming from us or is that coming from 
us. The big, you know us. what I mean. The big. He waves his arms. Like, is, when he is, said is, is this? Yes. A lot of hand waving going on. Here. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what I mean. Like, is there this? Is there a universal story being told by human consciousness, where when you tap into it, it's so powerful that you're like, that didn't come from me. That came from us, right? And so, like, when when you have work that is great, and you have uh, a story to tell, or you, you created something that people connect with, it's quite possible that you are now representing not even your work, you're representing the work of us, our work. You're representing something that connects with people on a fundamental level, and now it belongs to those, like whoever comes in contact with it because it's so big and great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you eat... When you eat food from a world star chef, you're just like, mmm, that fucking shit is so good. And it's like that, what you're eating is a library of knowledge passed on from generations. You know, techniques and, and methods and flavor profiles. And different cultures. And different cultures. Like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into that where it's like, you, you are eating something that is the result of this whole fucking shit that's happening here. Like, everybody contributed to this, kind of. You know? Yeah. But it was... It was... Uh, it was... <laughs> it was magnified and, and delivered to you by somebody who spent the time to learn it and to execute it. And that person is the representative of that, of the entire creation. of the entire tree yeah. of of influencers. Yeah, and that that's that's pretty powerful. That's very powerful. You know, so it's like when when you approach, when you represent your creation, and you're a piece of shit about it, you are bastardizing the work of of anybody who's influenced you to create that or anybody who has inspired you Mm -hmm. because that is not the vibe of of the creative spirit no that's the vibe of you and your shitty attitude and and you and your your stupid ego and it's like you, you need to let go of that and you need to realize that everything that you're creating everything that you that you're representing when you're sharing your work with people it's not just you. You are representing a library of knowledge and, and, and experience just the same as, as the things that you've listened to or the things that you've consumed or eaten or whatever have inspired you to create what you create. You owe it to the people who are experiencing your creation to pass that on and be like, now I've created something great from all this stuff that I've that I've experienced here it is and I hope you enjoy it or you know yeah and so if you're if you're a dick about it and you put yourself on a pedestal and and act like you're better than those who are there to to experience it or they're paying to enjoy it paying with with happiness to see yeah they're stoked to see it and you're an asshole about it it's like fuck you man it's like you don't deserve to represent this work because the work is better than you are. 
and the that's work, not and a good place came, to be in. No, it's not. And the work, but the work came from people who are better than you are. Yes. Your work that you worked so hard to practice was inspired and and kind of it was pre-created yeah. by the ones who are better. Yeah. If you think you're the only person that's ever come up with an idea, you are wrong. There's almost nothing that's original. Almost nothing. Everything has some influence from somewhere. Everything. Everything. And we talked about this before. It's fine to sell it and put your name on it and call yourself the creator of it. That's fine. But when you approach it like that, where it's like, this is mine and I'm... I'm above, like, I'm above the competition or the, the people who are consuming this or whatever. Well, well think, about the, like, think about the places, the, the restaurants, like one in town, Pock Pock. Pock Pock in Portland is really well known for their um, they have fish, sauce, fish sauce wings. Mm. And they're these chicken wing things that are... Are, they're all still connected, which is crazy. Yeah, they're, and they're like and full-on they're, wings. They're and like they they're, they taste incredible, and um, but Pock Pock is a, a American-owned uh, Thai street food restaurant, and the way that they got these incredible dish concepts is by going to Thailand over and over and over and collecting these literally like passed down through generations recipes where they could twist them just a little bit to make them like their way but yeah. but so like if the I've never met the owners of Pock Pock but if I was eating the, the Pock Pock food and then I'm in awe of their work to make something great yeah and they walk in and they're douchebags it it literally just said fuck you to all of the generations all of that they that pretty much <laughs> that they researched around yeah it's like, exactly no yeah. like you've you i'm done i'm not coming back and fuck you yeah we've all learned to do what we do from other people or from just doing doing it right but we have to start somewhere yeah i didn't fuck i don't know i don't I, think i don't think anybody can like i don't think we could sit down when we were 15, let's say, and decide to learn the sitar if we didn't know anything about the, the culture around Indian music. Yeah. You know, or if we didn't have a sitar, it's like you, without the influence of them, of like the sitar culture, yeah. we couldn't learn the sitar at all because yeah. we wouldn't even know. Yeah. So it's like... You, the yeah, only you thing just, you just be playing like smoke on the water on the sitar, oh, but which would probably be fine. <laughs> I'm sure that's been, been done a lot. But you know, I mean, like... The instrument itself is is, it should be it it needs to be played a certain way with a certain like, like certain skill is involved when you're playing it, or even because it, that's how it's it's designed to play a certain type of sound. So it's like if you're if you just pick it up and like oh, I'm gonna play whatever, it's like, like but if you're if yeah. you're playing the sa- the sounds that it's meant to play, that's when it sounds the best. Ding ding and you, ding, and, and ding 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 ding. Exactly, that's what I can't stop thinking about. <laughs> as soon as you said sitar, I was immediately like uh, thinking, thinking about the about office. Andy doing the fucking strumming. But um, yeah, like you can't you can't escape the influence that 
people have on whatever you're doing. You can't escape it. You can you can own your own work, but you can't escape the fact that you learned it from the world around you. And you owe it, like you don't owe anything, but like you, you can't <clears throat> you can't be a dick about anything because nothing you can't attribute anything to your own effort and skill 100% because everything comes from external influence. So let's go back. Let's take a let's roll back in this conversation. Did I um, take it too far? I'm sorry. I filled you up. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. I'm just going to roll back because we're getting near the end of our time. Yes. Let's go back to the, the, the symphony, the orchestra. What credit do you think... What... Uh, the, okay. The director of the symphony, the, or the, the, the big orchestral composer or whatever, the, the, yeah. what good are they without the... 40 people playing the instruments like what what are they able to yeah. claim with that when they when they are directing yeah. without seeing without hearing their group yeah. performing beautifully yeah because like with with the the brilliant composers of history they write it all down like either on a piano or like literally on their head some of those people some of those guys and gals yeah. were geniuses and and just wrote it. They wrote the whole symphony. It doesn't quite line up with the vision unless you have a group of people to play it. But the, the, you the, can't play the, the true vision is not fulfilled until there is reception. Yes. And until somebody, until, and as those people who are able to write it knew, until people hear it, and are impacted by it. They don't have to like it. They don't have to dislike it. Yeah. They have to just feel it. Yeah. That is that is the delivery. And if you're in the orchestra, you have to perform it. And that, you can't yeah. just play the notes. You have each individual person in the symphony or whatever is performing their part the best that they can perform it. Yeah. And that's just one part. There's 50 parts. And this person is playing this part masterfully and it happens to fit in with everything and that's the craziest part is if you take a step back the perfect the person who plays the most perfectly is a person that disappears the most into the crowd into the group because because they're they're the most connected with everyone else around them maybe or they're or yeah or they're i don't know there's i think there's an opportunity for all of us to maybe Play with the group, not alone. There you go. And whether or not that that it doesn't mean we have to like join an orchestra. Yeah. But it's like we're we're all doing this thing. Yeah. And and if we support each other and take away the competition, then we're then we and our compare of what that's a. Conductor? Comrades, our <laughs> colleagues. <laughs> yes. We and our colleagues around us that are doing separate things will all feel better. Because you you shouldn't feel threatened by other people trying to do the same. The, 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 the fear in creation is, should always be from the recipients. Yeah. Not from other creators. Yeah. And... So if you are out there and you have 
a bunch of uh, haters, let's say, that are other bands or other creators of any kind, don't take it as fact that you're doing anything wrong because they're just frustrated they're not doing things better. Yeah, or they're afraid that if they don't put on a front and criticize you because they think you suck or whatever... They're afraid that that will come after them. Exactly. That is, that is it. And when, when you're creating for the crowd, the crowd is all that matters, wherever you are. Yeah. The people sitting at home watching your YouTube videos, the people sitting at home listening to your, your single on Spotify, it doesn't matter. That's, that's who you should be considering. And it's still going to be hard because this is not this is a fucking hard road to go down, mm-hmm. but we don't need to make it m- more challenging by being dick bags to each other. Yeah, and be- don't and they don't need they don't need to be a dick bag to them either. Those people sitting at home are listening. They you have the, the have been blessed with the opportunity to have them listen to your shit. Maybe throw them a bone. Yeah, you yeah. know it's like give them a little praise. No, fix shit. Yes, please. Um, Yeah, if you have worked your ass off to make something good that you're proud of, represent it Mm -hmm. in a way that does it justice. In a way that all of the influences that, that helped make it over however many years it took, that those influences would be proud and they would get the justice for their influence. Yeah. So think about your favorite band, the one that is your inspiration. Yeah. And think about representing them with your tribute of your own creation. That's the result of that inspiration. And that it's it's you're guaranteed to be humble about your work. Because nothing's yours. It's all, it's not, it's, it's, we, a, it's ours. For a blip, you had the, the opportunity to put your name on something, but you've, but all of everything is from everything. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter. Anyway. Yeah. That's, those are good ideas, man. So, okay. Well, uh, episode two, off the record with Nick and Trey, um, hit us up on social media, on Instagram, at Nick Witchman or at Trey, Trey H Tatum, Trey H Tatum, one word. Or I've been Twitter. more on Twitter these days. We're, is, we're hitting, we're tweeting on the streets. Uh, I think it's at, just, at Nick Witchman and Trey is at Trey dot Tatum. Trey dot Tatum or something. We'll put it in the description. Um, yeah, look in the description. Feel free to reach it out to us, and if you do count the times we say experience, we'll send you something special from last. And it episode. won't be a balloon filled with a salty surprise. It'll be something cooler. It will be. Uh, and you'll like because it. Because we really appreciate all of you. And we're doing this because this is truly like a a like a pre it's like a pre uh, production therapy a little bit for us to kind of get ideas out and kind of push deeper into all these freaking thoughts that we have on the surface level that we there's just so much behind them that we just want to keep going and we don't have the time to do that all the time. So we're sharing because, I don't know, We I think that all of us, you included this listening, if you are listening, that we all have, we need to just dive, go, 
go and see how far you get. And if you end up where you are, maybe you are on the right path. Yeah. That's it. Um, cheers. Yes. Wait, no, no, hold on. Let's do it again. Special cheers. We are going to use that audio sample on our uh, next album. I'm 100% positive. And yeah, that's it. So thank you. Um, share this if you liked it. And we really appreciate you. Uh, bye. bye. Uh, this is off the record, right? <laughs>